In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the sweet fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Good morning, dearly beloved children of God, and welcome to Monday in the 13th week in ordinary time of the church's year. Today being the 28th day of June 2021. Together we call upon God that he may fill us with the presence of his spirit. Come, 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 Holy Ghost, come. Come, 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 Holy Ghost, come. Holy Ghost, come. Oh, come, oh, come. Holy Ghost, come. Oh, come, oh, come, come, come. Dearly beloved children of God, the title of my sermon today is The Cost of True Discipleship. The Cost of True Discipleship. The first reading today is taken from the book of Genesis chapter 18 from verse 16 to verse 33. And the gospel reading is taken from the gospel according to Matthew chapter 8 from verse 18 to verse 22. Now in the gospel today, Jesus moved away from the crowd and then crossed over to the other side of the sea. And upon crossing over there, he had an encounter with a scribe who told him he would like to follow him. And Jesus said to him that the, 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 the best of the air have um, nests where to rest and the foxes have holes but the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. And then he moved on, inviting another to follow him. But that one said to him, I will follow you, but let me first of all go and bury my dad. And he made it clear that you must leave your dead to bury their dead. Your job is to come to follow me. Dear children of God, from this very gospel passage, there are facts that are clear. One, that God does not relate with us as a group. Firstly, he relates with us as individuals. God does not relate with us as a crowd. He relates with us as individual persons. Secondly, he does not, we do not make a choice of God. God chooses us, invites us into a personal relationship with him and calls us to discipleship. Now, it is now left for us to respond positively to his invitation or turn down the invitation. When we respond positively to his invitation, we are expected to prize our relationship with him over and above every other thing. No wonder then he said in the gospel of Luke chapter 4, that chapter 14 actually, that no one can come to him, can be a true disciple of his, can follow him, except such a one renouncing parents, children, material things, and all of that. Here Jesus is saying, unless one places him over and above every other thing, making him or making God the number one priority of his or her existence, then he or she is yet unworthy 
of being a true disciple of his. Dear children of God, God invites us individually into a personal relationship with him to come and follow him and bear witness to him. For us to bear witness to Jesus, for us to follow Jesus sincerely, we must place him and his project, the project of the kingdom of God, the project of doing the will of God, the project of loving God over and above every other thing including our sentiments, including our aspirations, including our desires, including our personal passion, including our group mentality, including our the, 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 the divisions and aspirations of our race, of our families, of our nations, and all of that. God becomes number one. Every other thing, therefore, must be understood and done in the light of of our quest to follow God and we follow God to the extent that we are able to do his will. Many are still being guided in their daily activities by group mentality. What their group says, what their parents says, what their culture says, what is the cause of their nation and they want to pursue that over and above the will of God. Dear children of God, this very fact of relating with God fairly as, as firstly as, as individuals before talking about group relating with God is what is concretely said in the life of Abraham. God invited Abraham as a person to enter into a relationship with him and it is through him that he raised a nation, the Israelite nation. To come into a very personal relationship with him. And even having raised a nation for himself through Abraham, he did not just relate with the nation just as a nation. He related with the nation through the individual persons that made up the nation. And that is why the sins of individuals led to the faith that was the faith that was suffered by the nation, as just as the good way of life of individual members of the nations bring upon them God's blessings, God's favors, God's good tidings. Today we saw Abraham also playing the role of intercession. Yes, God is a just God. He cannot condemn the just. God cannot allow the just, the righteous to perish alongside the sinners, for he judge justly. We too must learn as his disciples to judge always based on the truth and to allow justice to always prevail in all circumstances. Again, the God we serve is also a loving and a compassionate God towards his people who will always listen to his children and grant their requests, especially when it is in line with his divine will. Today, God threatened, or rather made clear, his plan to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah as a result of their evil, as a result of their ungodliness, as a result of their immoralities and all forms of sin committed in that country. And Abraham stood in the gap to intercede and to also ensure that God does not cause his anger to come upon Sodom and Gomorrah and then allow the just to suffer alongside the unjust, allowing the righteous to suffer alongside the unrighteous. 
God, on this note, accepted or acknowledged the fact that even if there are as few as 10 persons in the whole nation who are righteous and just, he will not destroy the nation. Dear children of God, you can see that God's choice of saving or destroying a people is still also informed by the way of life of the individual persons that make up that nation. We as disciples also is our responsibility to see to it that God's cause is always promoted and protected. We must also work for the salvation of all at all times in all circumstances. Even though such a group may not share in our worldview, even though such a group may not agree to all our desires or all of our opinions, even though such a group may not pass in our own judgment as being righteous, but we must always use the standard of God in judging others and working for the salvation of all, interceding where necessary and standing in the gap where it is needed. This is what Abraham did. And the land of Sodom and Gomorrah and his people were saved. Dear children of God, what are you doing about the fate of your generation? What are you doing about the fate of your own people? What are you doing about the fate of other people that you may not have direct affiliation with? Does their condition touch you? Do you care? Or are you satisfied by being okay and being sure that God has saved you? God was ready to make a great nation out of Abraham. But Abraham, though aware of this fact, because God has already told him, they didn't just want to get that honor all to himself and then allow others perish. He still went out of his way to see to it that all who deserve to live, lived. We too must always work to ensure the salvation of all, for this is what brings out the fact that we are true disciples of Jesus Christ. Our call to be true disciples of Jesus demands of us to make sacrifices, to bear the burden of others, to work for the salvation of all, and to be tolerant enough towards those who may not be as perfect as we are or as God will want them to be. We must always promote that which will make for the glory of God and the salvation of humanity. And when we do that, God himself will bless us. Remember, Jesus makes it clear. The foxes have holes. The best of the air have nests. The son of man has nowhere to lay his head. If we are his disciples, we share also in his condition. We must be ready to share in his sufferings and to make the needed sacrifice to bring about the salvation of all. Today we celebrate the memorial of St. Irenaeus. He was one who made huge sacrifices in defense of the Christian faith and for the salvation of humanity. We pray that through his intercession, we too, through the presence of the Holy Spirit who is ever in us, may be inspired to always follow Jesus Christ, to learn to move away from the crowd and move with Jesus as individuals. And together, we are able to make a holy nation unto God. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. May Almighty God bless you. 
the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Be assured of my prayers and my blessings always.